Welcome back to In the Lab. My name is Alex Adams, and once again, I'll be joined by my good friend, Stephen Carey. How are you doing, Stephen? Good, man. How are you? It's okay, Stephen. I don't know why I said it like that, but how are you doing? <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> well, we're going to, this week will be a bit different. We're first going to, this week's game is the Lakers versus the Suns. The Suns won 99 to 90 in game one at home. Uh, but first, we'll, we'll recap uh, the series in the East with Steven and then with me in the West with the uh, what happened in the Western Conference uh, because all the series are through uh, at least one game. And then we'll get right into to the Lakers versus Suns. So uh, off to you, Steven. Give us a little recap of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so uh, in the 1-8 game, we have the six. Sixers and the Wizards and the Scissors, the Sixers, jeez, uh, beat the Wizards 125-118, and they had 37 from Harris in that game. Uh, ben Simmons also had 15 boards and 15 assists. So uh, they uh, they should be fine to go 4-0 in this one. Beal had a really good game, and they still lost. So we'll see. This is probably going to be a gentleman's sweep or a sweep. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, in the two eight in the two seven game, sorry. So we've got the Nets and the Celtics, and uh, the Celtics were up early, but uh, the Nets really put it together in the second half, and they just had a really good all around performance. One thing I noticed is Blake Griffin, like, took like one shot or something like that. It's kind really? of funny. He played a lot of time and took only one shot, which is a little strange. Huh? But, yeah. Uh, I have to look at. I would have to look into it. I watched a bit of that game, but not much. Um. Then in the 3-6 game, the Bucks won 109-107 in OT on, like, a Middleton uh, jumper to the right side. So, nice game winner. Pretty exciting. I mean, Jimmy. But, uh, but uh, yeah, the, the big story in that game was Jimmy Butler shot 4 of 22. So, I think I had mentioned maybe that he didn't have the – he hadn't had a vintage performance yet, and that, that definitely is a good start. So, and currently they are down 46 to 27 right now. Which is just game two. So it'll is, probably be uh it'll probably be a two lead unless something crazy happens in this game. So uh looks good for hey, the you Bucks. know they you know they haven't always held on to two oh leads, so <laughs> especially oh, after winning. Yeah. No, I think that's gonna be an interesting series, but I mean if the Bucks take a two oh series lead, which it which it looks like they will after tonight's game. I don't know if I can see the Heat winning four out of five against that Bucks squad, but you never. Yeah, know. they had a uh, they had good performances from Drogic and uh, from Duncan Robinson. So, yeah, if that keeps up and Bam and Jimmy sort of get back to themselves a little bit, there's no I mean, reason they yeah. won't have a good chance. But yeah, they're down twenty one right now. So uh, yeah, I just think this Bucks team's too good, and I think that first game almost was pivotal in the sense that. You really feel – I know it's a game one, but if, if Milwaukee had lost that at the end, I would have really liked the Heat to win that series. And now – Yeah, I agree. Going up 2-0, I, I mean, you never know. And, and obviously the Bucks lost to the Raptors up 2-0, but I, I, think it's, I think it's over. But you never know. You get back home to Miami. Everyone gets the Miami flu. So uh, especially in a pandemic, it might be a bit nicer. So anyway, so and just then so, just so the listeners know when Alex says over, he means like about 92 percent. Like that's not actually over. But yes, it's yeah, yeah. pretty much pretty much impossible. Yeah. yeah. From a, a team just, perspective. And just going back to the Philly series and the Boston series, I, I don't as you said, I don't see it if it's more than a for a sweep or, or a gentleman sweep in five games for both teams. Um, I mean, I would say Beal played lights out in that Washington game with Tybal and Simmons guarding him, and, and they still won. Yeah, that, that was a good sign, and Russ could have played a little bit better. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, he was pretty horrible down the stretch, but that's kind of what you expect with Russ, turnovers at the end of games. But, I mean... Yeah, he, he, he has too much to do, and he always tries to do too much anyway, so yeah. it's not a good combo. Yeah. No, he's not sure. playing like as badly as he played in last year's playoffs, though. Yeah, you know, no. And hey, any, uh, moving on. Sorry. I was just going to say just to end on the rust point. I mean, he was coming off COVID and an injury. So, I mean, I wouldn't 
throw that against him too too much anyways just that's true actually yeah yeah he, that is he, true he was a bit yeah. um so the hawks won 107 105 trey young hit a floater with about eight seconds left uh for the win uh it was an exciting game obviously there were lots of fans and really cool atmosphere back and forth yeah but they they really got a great performance out of alec alec burks and then you had Barrett and Randall combining for 12 of 38 from the field. So I thought it was a big energy game. They're going to need something from the stars. If they want to compete, like they can't have those two guys with terrible performances like that. I think Barrett didn't play that bad. I think, I think Randall was, I mean, yeah, Randall Randall was six of 23. So, yeah, and and Barrett was what six of fifteen, I think. So I mean, yeah. and that's kind of R.J. Barrett will have that kind of game. Like he didn't play horrible. Um, I, what I would just add is the Knicks don't really have anyone to guard Young, and that's kind of a problem. They don't have that kind of elite ball stopper. I mean, not that Trey Young couldn't get his own; he played amazing. But uh, I'd probably put R.J. on him, but. Even then, I like RJ a lot, but he's still not a defensive stopper. He's a he's a solid defender, but nothing crazy. But yeah, like, yeah, Randall honestly, needs to play better for that to be a series. I think the Hawks just have a bit too much talent, but the Knicks are a hard team. They're not going to go down fighting, or they're not going to go down easy. Sorry. So I think it'll be a really fun series, as people thought. But it really sucks for the Knicks because I think if they eat that one out, it you'd really actually think they'd have a good chance. And now. I really like Atlanta just because of stealing home court. And I don't know if the the Knicks can beat Atlanta four out of six. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, you would, you would have thought they would have gone up at home, possibly 2-0. And it would have been really close. But after this first game getting stolen. Yeah. I mean, I think I said I was at like about 55% in favor of the Hawks, but, uh, now it's more like 75 so yeah nah, we'll no. see we'll see how that one goes that should be fun though the energy was great yeah it was great it was so cool having fans and spike lee was there tracy morgan not wearing a mask just being like i'm here babe you know yeah, so i, you I love feel, that you feel kind of weird about it but i guess it is nice and obviously when we get to that point we'll probably we probably won't be thinking about how weird it is at the time so yeah no for sure anyway uh, um, now going to the Western Conference, uh, I'll start with the one versus eight. Um, upset, M- Memphis beat uh, the Utah Jazz 112-109. I will say that a bit of controversy in the sense that Mitchell Donovan Mitchell was slated to play. He thought he was going to play, and at the last minute, about two hours before the game, was uh, deemed out, and now he's already available for game two. So that seems like a bit of drama now, with regards to the game, uh, Dylan, he hasn't played recently, though. Eh? No, yeah, he, he hasn't played for a month. I think it was an ankle sprain. I, I could be mistaken, but he had some sort of leg injury. And with regards to the game itself, Dylan Brooks went berserk and was awesome. Had thirty-one, uh, shot fifty percent. Had twenty. How, how is he getting most of his points, Alex? A lot of offensive rebounds, baby. A lot of putbacks. Um, there we go. And then a lot of also just uh, off the dribble, nice moves and uh, yeah. driving to the cup, had a couple free throws, just had a really good game and played great defense as he always does. John Moran had a good game, 26-4-4, uh, four and four, shot over 50%. Didn't make a three, but um, yeah, and for, for, for Utah – uh Gobert was kind of usual 11 and 15 Conley had a good game but shot poorly the only one that really played well was Bogdanovich with 29 um and but I think if Mitchell comes back in this series I think they should win but uh good for Memphis because I think they they're going to make it a series especially after stealing one and having home court going back to Memphis at least at the very least so it'll be interesting to see what happens now um, moving on to the, we'll talk about obviously the Lakers matchup a bit later. Um, so I'll talk about first, uh, the Portland versus Denver series. I didn't, I didn't watch this game, but, uh, Portland won 123, 109, 
Um, I think my prediction is going to be really off. I thought Denver would win this really easily. And I think if anything, it's going to be the opposite. Jokic and Porter went off both, I think had combined 54 points. Uh, if my math is correct, oh, I don't think it's correct. Uh, no, 59 it's points. 59. And, but Jokic, assist, yeah, Jokic only had one assist, which is quite interesting. Portland wasn't, was basically letting him cook and do his own thing, but just not sending help. And Nurkic did a pretty good job on him. Same with Porter. He had, he shot well percentage wise, but one of 10 from three, but they just didn't get much, anything else from um, any of their role players. Gordon was okay. had 16, but other than that, no one had more than 10 points. So. Yeah. I think uh, Compazzo played a good game, eight and five on good shooting, but. Uh, yeah. They, they just still, don't have, That's not yeah. enough to change the game. No, they just don't have enough depth. And Dame, Dame and CJ had good games. They wouldn't say excellent for them. Even Melo went off at 18, but just don't like the lack of de- depth for Denver. And if Portland... Yeah, you would think that uh, that Barton would have done some stuff for them. But with him being out, like, that's... Yeah, another... That's it, really rough, honestly. Even though he's not great, he's obviously, like, a nice... But he's a scorer. Nice depth player for them, and especially in this situation, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think I think Portland's gonna win, and I I mean good for them because I think if they if they were to lose the series, they're definitely gonna have a lot of big changes in Portland, and um, it looks good. And I I can safely say I think my prediction will be completely wrong, but who knows? Maybe uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Jokic goes MVP mode, um, and now transitioning to the Clippers versus Mavs. Absolutely so pleased with this the game one. Uh, <laughs> went off, had 31, 10, and 11, triple-double, 5 of 11 from three, 11 and 24 from the field, only three turnovers. Not anyone else on the Mavs played crazy well. Hardaway played well, had 21. Finney Smith. Finney Smith was uh, 7 was, of 9, 4 of 5. Yeah, yeah so that, that was good as well. Had, yeah. I think, 18. But... Uh, uh, it's just interesting to see for the Clippers a couple things. Uh, if you want to talk about the the dunk of Kawhi over, who was it? Yeah, uh, I mean, if you want to, there's a reason. Like, there's a reason that you're happy about this, even though you're not a Lakers fan. Obviously, everyone that's a Lakers fan is going crazy about every time the Clippers choke. But like, this team is just not carrying itself well, and they stared down Cleaver after Kawhi dunked on him and. Uh, like it just, it was just pretty lame. They were up like, I don't know, six, like calm down. <laughs> and it, was it was a nice game, dunk. Right? It wasn't crazy. There's no reason for three guys. Kawhi was kind of turning away, but like Morris and PG just like step up in his face and then they lose. And that's sort of what everyone wants to see when you're acting like that on the court. Like, I don't know why they can't just calm down and play some basketball. No, they haven't done anything no. Yet. I completely agree. The one thing I will say is, uh, I mean, with regards to, I mean, Luca was amazing, and but I don't understand why Ibaka only played 12 minutes. He had eight points, one steal, two blocks in 12 minutes, and I don't know. I think he's a better player than Zubac, although I do like Zubac. Good defender, has postseason success. Really, almost other than Kawhi in that game seven against Philly, won them that game, played outstanding. Also, um, Terrence Mann has been a really good player for them, and he didn't play at all or had zero minutes. I don't know why he's not playing in the rotation. They played Batum 31 minutes, have Beverly yeah, also, as much as Rondo. I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm not a – and they don't guard – they're not putting PG and Kawhi on Luka. If those guys are your best perimeter defenders, put them on Luka. I, I just I, – yeah, I, I, I mean – I hope they do it just so that it feels that the matchups and it's really the best team wins. Cause for me, I have no clue what Ty Lue is doing. This team seems dysfunctional. And if they lose to the Mavs, uh, does, does Kawhi resign? I mean, who knows what's what that guy's thinking. Does PG get traded? It, I, it's just going to be an interesting off season, but I, I definitely think the Clippers can come back. They make those adjustments the Mavs aren't that good other than Luka. KP hasn't really been that good and is always yeah, – it's, it's, not, it's not like it's over. No. But, but uh, the fact that they lost 
yeah the way they did is is like yeah it's not an overreaction it's it's hard to watch yeah it, they're just not a fun if, team if you like the team it's hard to watch like yeah they come um, up with that thug mentality and then they're kind of yeah they i i don't i don't understand stretch. i don't understand this team but so now moving on we'll, we'll move on to the lakers versus suns and the suns won the game as mentioned before 99 to 90 Devin Booker went off. LeBron and AD, I wouldn't, wouldn't say played very well, especially AD. Uh, what were your yeah, thoughts I mean, on the game? Um, so I thought the Lakers really, they had a couple bad calls against them. And then KCP in the first half just came out absolutely bricking everything. And he did get some open shots. There was a time when they were down like – maybe somewhere around the 40-point mark. They were down a couple, and I was just thinking if K- KCP had made a couple of those shots, they could be up, like, 10 right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so that I really felt like they, they lost that uh, early on. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting game, but it just felt like nothing came together for the Lakers, and I was just seeing – defensive breakdown after defensive breakdown and rebounding miscommunications and everything was just going wrong for them on the back end combined with the fact that uh it just felt like ad was missing everything he had two two dunks of his uh of his five made shots one of them he was missing absolutely every shot where he was moving it was just uh he was adding nothing for them he had a couple blocks but that was that was about it yeah i mean I'll just say a couple side notes of, I mean, LeBron for me didn't look very, didn't look a hundred percent or maybe he's just old, but I mean, he looked, he, he had a bunch of times where he just post up and wouldn't even try to drive to lane. Albeit I thought the Suns played really good defensive uh, basketball for the most part and stopping him bridges did a good job. We'll get into that later. But um, if I'm a Lakers fan, I AD, I sh- think will be better but lebron just doesn't look himself and they need I thought i he's missing explosiveness i didn't really see too many mistakes from him they were kind of sending like the really soft triple team at him in the post which is something that he doesn't really deal with super well and it's tough to deal with super well you mm-hmm. know what i mean like two guys creeping in yeah and then he would make the long pass but uh like yeah. kuzma didn't do anything really in this game so I mean, well, we'll guys that normally were the recipients of those passes, Wes Matthews weren't really, they weren't finishing those plays where then after they've made that shot three times, he gets more space in the post or something. No, I completely agree. I, I, for me, it just, I mean, I think the Suns are a really good defensive team. We'll get into their defense a bit later, but they were on a tee. Their rotations were good. There wasn't a lot of breakdowns. They make you beat them. Right. And yeah, LeBron just wasn't playing that well, well enough to really cause them a lot of problems. And I mean, I, I want to just touch upon this as well. CP3 got hurt um, when LeBron kind of landed on him. I don't yeah, think like, so malicious or oh, anything wait. like that. Are you talking about the later one or the first one where he kind of like or didn't I land on he, him, like pushed he him? Crashed into, uh, he yeah. crashed into Cam Johnson, actually, it was the cause of the. Yeah. So I just mean overall CP3's health is absolutely instrumental. Yeah, for sure. That that's something that's that we won't talk and, about too much, but it, it can't really be exaggerated how important that is for them. Yeah, Even though he didn't and, feel like he did that much, it's just you can see, especially you can see LeBron just trying to outthink him all the time, and that that I think takes a toll on him on the defensive end. I, I mean what I was gonna say just to add on to that was Mark Jansen, uh Mark Jones, the announcer. A Canadian lad um, was just talking about how CP was always dribbling with his left after he injured his shoulder. It looked like he was out for a stretch, and the the Suns weren't really kind of they didn't weren't really uh, yeah they gave up a run at that point in the first yeah a little bit but but not nothing crazy and and Booker played really well and we'll get into him a bit later but um, I think there's just a lot of storylines and injuries obviously albeit if someone has a major injury in this series like Booker or whatever, it changes the outcome, but 
with LeBron looking a bit hampered, CP already looking hampered, AD not playing well. It's going to be interesting to see if everyone kind of comes yeah. from full health and and if not, uh, we'll see. We'll I think game two will be a bit more emblematic of what the series will look like. And yeah, I think uh, I think just on LeBron and AD, like LeBron's health is obviously concerned. I just feel like while I was watching his distribution in this game, it kind of felt like it was more a case of a couple missed shots on drives as opposed to anything like it's not like he looked out of it. He had at least five assists in the first half, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he came out well. He came out. He was making great passes. Yeah, he had a couple threes too. Not that that's a great indicator of anything. But uh, with AD, like that, that, I mean, you know, the difference between how we played the last game we did against the, or sorry, was that against the Suns? No, that was right after the game we did. The last game that he played against the Suns when he had 42 and tonight is just like night and day. Whereas LeBron, like he had 18 and maybe he took a few fewer shots he normally would. But that's like a three or four point difference in a game. No. Whereas you're looking at AD, like 15 points that he contributed to last game that were just nowhere to be found. So the other takeaway I'd get out of it, other than the part of, I, I you could tell that CP was hurt a bit and wasn't fully himself, had a lot of times where he'd lose the ball when he was dribbling, very kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, he, very uncharacteristically. What I would say is, I thought, for the most part, Phoenix played really well, although their shooters like Johnson and Crowder didn't play that well. They didn't shoot that great from three other than Booker, who played absolutely phenomenal but considering how poorly i thought the lakers played i thought they weren't really out of the game and that's kind of no, a- that, that was that was also how i felt like it looked yeah. sort of concerning for the suns you would see all these breakdowns all these missed rebounds and still they they got within was it seven in the fourth yeah the one yeah, thing I, I don't get is why the hell is andre drummond playing uh uh can he someone played well to- he's just the, the thing that I find the most is he helps a little bit too much. And that would be all right if we'll get into the Lakers defense a bit later, but they don't cover for him well when he's sort of playing I, to his strengths. I just, they, you know, they don't, no one rebounds for him when he's not there and they just give it up. What I would just say is with him, he, he I just don't yeah. know. He doesn't fit this team. Um, and we need to see Gasol. We cannot yeah, exactly. not see Gasol. It does, That's, especially when AD is out by himself. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, make any I sense. I think that. either you go AD at the five, which I think you can easily do in this series, or and maybe Carroll or Drummond off the bench as the second big when AD's off. Yeah. Or Gasol playing instead of Drummond, or even off the bench if you want, alongside or, AD for yeah. stretches. I just don't understand why Drummond is playing with AD. That matchup does not work. You give less space for AD. It just, and especially considering how he didn't play very well um, in in the game yesterday. I it, For me, it's just a bit baffling. And as you mentioned, uh, Drummond has some uh, problems on the defensive end. Um, I'm not saying he's a horrible defender, but yeah, he, he definitely he, okay, let's, let's be clear. He, he shot really well. He shot five of seven and he rebounded quite well even though they there were some hurt. situations yeah there were some situations where I was like why didn't you get that it was right in front of you and you have cp3 and crowder right beside you not even boxing you out but you couldn't grab it there were a few where i felt like that but overall like there was that one play where he had two offensive rebounds and then he got the layup early he, he does provide value it's just they don't seem to play around him well on the defense yeah i i think you play him as the lone big i think that yeah and um now you can replace him instead of harrell harrell was all right um but again kind of outmatched on the on the uh on the on the glass on the on the board so yeah the only other thing i would suggest is like they could they could even go with uh Gasol and Harrell at the same time if they wanted to rest. Yeah, no, that AD that's fine. Like, I'm saying these things that sound a little crazy, but it's four or five minutes tops. It's not something that's uh, game changing. To, to me, that's not crazy. Yeah, no. Gasol I'm just saying, like anyone other than they, they don't. He doesn't seem to work. Uh, Gasol and AD together haven't seemed to work well. I think they should try that a little bit more. 
But uh, definitely agree. AD, AD, and Drummond, or AD by himself as as the five with no LeBron, just didn't seem to to yeah. run tonight for the Lakers. No, exactly. And and so now we'll just transition a bit into what plays we liked from each team and uh, what were the plays you liked. So I'll start off with the Suns. Just uh, the offense was really nice. I know you want to talk about some specifics, but uh, or some specific uh, sets that they like to run a lot. They had a lot of good finds for Aiton. I think that was the thing that really kept them uh, with their head above water. That's the play the I'll talk about, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah sorry. So CP3 just was finding people for open threes, not open threes, but like those threes that they know they can get off before the guy gets there. Um, especially early before he got hurt. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. But Aiden was finishing really well. I, I found his his only real uh, weakness was he sort of – he wasn't good at doing – and he isn't good at doing uh, a triple threat when he's in the post. He kind of focuses on the finish mm-hmm. or he focuses on not turning it over and getting the, the ball out. Yeah, Like that one play where he uh, he ended up with it by himself and he didn't know that he was all alone and he kicked it out with like one on the shot clock or something. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. So he's got a little bit of awareness issue, but like 10 of 11, you can't argue with. Also, he, really... he, he drops a lot of passes. I wouldn't say he has great yeah, that's, that's true. for that. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he, he just he bobbles like easy passes, but if it's a somewhat hard pass into the feet, you don't really trust him being able to catch it. Um, it, yeah, just one more thing. D book was really nice on the passing tonight. I was like, yeah, I don't know if he just sort of clicked in his mind because CB3 was sort of Hobble. injured slash uh, out of it a little bit and not really wanting to handle the ball, like you said. But uh, from w- when we covered them in the last game we did uh, about a month ago till now, like we were saying, oh, the guy can't distribute. And tonight he was finding people like, from one side of the lane on the other three-point line. So, no, I completely that's, agree. That's a really good sign for them, especially if CP3 might not be uh, and, at 100%. And this is, this is the play that they ran a lot that got a lot of good looks for Booker and for Aiden and had the and had uh, the Lakers' defense a bit scrambling. But I think this play, I don't know if they'll run it as much because I'm sure the Lakers will adjust to it. But basically the play that I really liked and was super effective with a lot of – uh, Aiden dunks and Booker drives and um, pull-ups was Devin would come up from the left corner and then first CP would screen for him. Then co- then Booker would come up to the uh, top of the arc for Aiden for a handoff. Um, and then the two guys to Devin Booker's right on the court would be one. Sh- would ha- they'd have two shooters on the right side of Booker, one in the corner, one in the wing, and then one shooter on the left. So basically one shooter on the weak side as he curled up and the problem was for the Lakers is normally you have help, you have help from the weak side. But the thing is, is that in this case, the weak side, if they helped would just leave a wide open corner shooter, which would normally be CP three on those plays. And you could just see a bunch of times the Lakers scrambling a couple of times, LeBron was asking for help and it just got them um, scrambling. And a lot of action would lead to either, um, like a really nice pass by Booker or a nice mid-range or an alley-oop for Aiden because the help didn't know what to do. So um, obviously I think the Lakers, they were the fir- the best defensive team in the league. They only allowed 99 to 9. It's not like they were as bad as it might have looked, but that'll be another play where they're going to adjust. And But it really worked tonight and good on the Suns for kind of being um, intuitive and, and having a – creative kind of concept that really throws off the Lakers defense and it really worked last night and was one of the big parts for the success of the Suns. Yeah, that's right. Um, Just moving on to the Lakers offense really quick. So um, one negative thing I saw right away, the first play of the game, they had like nothing happening. LeBron kicked it out to KCP and then the ball went over to AD and he had Drummond in the post. First play of the game, you were like, oh, there's like seven on the shot clock. Maybe he'll toss it into the post. He just kicked it to KCP and KCP did like a two dribble long two. It was like, that's the first play of the game. I remember I it. Like, 
I I don't know what was going on. They had good plays out of timeouts following that, but uh, you'd think they would have had something a little more <laughs> impressive for the first play. Just like you've got, you know, three days to prepare, and that's what they came out with. That that was not a good sign. Um, KZP also was shooting pretty bad tonight. One of seven from deep. Um, again, AD every time he was moving. Every time he was spinning, it was a miss. It was like he had one make that was on like a face up, which I like for him. There's no reason to get complicated with everything. If you can make that shot, that's his favorite shot from like the left block. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, the high block on the left, whatever. Uh, and then LeBron, it was, you could see the lack of uh, explosiveness but he really did keep them in it, especially in the first half. He was a plus two in the game and AD was minus 18. So, and that's both of them playing over 35 minutes. So it's just kind of like AD's got to pick it up. I think I don't want to put it all on AD because there were a lot of guys that had an off game, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, this- if AD has a vintage game. It's probably down to the wire at the end of this game. Right. Especially with CP three injured. I, I wouldn't say what I'd, what I'd like them to do more, and especially if when Drummond or or Gasol is off, but especially if Drummond's on the off the court, is eighty pick and roll with LeBron. They didn't really do that too much, no. yeah. And that's just for me a nuclear option. I don't know why they didn't use it. That's not super tiring for LeBron too much, other than being a ball handler. He doesn't need to come up with the uh, come up with the ball to necessarily start that action. They had a couple times at the end of the game where LeBron would be in the post on bridges and really didn't look like he'd want to drive uh, or even really shoot. Um, and they yeah, had they had, the lane, had, they had the lane really clogged. Yeah, yeah, they'd have cutters and Crusoe had a nice layup, but for the most part, it it really wasn't very impressive. Just the schemes, a couple nice actions with. AD with you know cutter you know KCP cutting and taking off handoffs into a you know um, pick and roll and um, driving to the lane, but there wasn't much crazy. And Schroeder had a couple nice pick and rolls with LeBron and with Davis. I like those actions. Schroeder was all right, but those actually pick and rolls led to most a lot of good plays. Schroeder's a decent um, creator, so. Yeah, yeah you know. could you could say that everything was kind of there except the shot making. Obviously, they got um, they got almost no production out of um, KCP and AD, and then in addition to that, you had Kuzma um, taking two shots, zero points. Like you could probably assume you'll get twelve out of him next game. Yeah, and then KCP will pick it up, and hopefully, AD has more than thirteen. So. Like it's not really a cause for concern because you would be you'd be shocked if they didn't pick that back up. It's not like a. I mean, I'll disagree. I just think LeBron doesn't look like LeBron, and I mean, if he starts looking like LeBron, I I, I mean, I'll I'll I think they'll win the series. I just don't see that. Albeit again, yeah, I would in- agree with you in that. I think he had a good game. I mean, yeah, for for what he was doing, it just felt like he didn't. He didn't yeah. try as much of a takeover. Yeah, and obviously if CP think, yeah, and obviously if CP's completely hampered, then they might have enough, even with the way guys played last night to win the series. But uh, yeah, I think obviously AD needs to step up, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think for with regards to oh yeah, you're gonna say something. Uh, yeah, just one more thing. Um, halfway through the second quarter, they had 17 free throws to zero. Yeah, the Lakers like that's kind of and I I wasn't seeing anything being missed as far as the Suns going to the free throw line. That's kind of a concern. Who knows? Maybe they were obviously efficient enough tonight to get it done. But uh, the free throw line is that's a huge disparity that you would think over a seven game series. If that continues, will be really tough on the Suns. The thing is, is that I mean, some of that, I mean, LeBron isn't a great free throw shooter. Drummond is pretty atrocious. So it, it depends who's shooting the free throws. What, um, so, I mean, they only shot 61%. I doubt that's going to happen. But the disparity was 
28 to 12 with regards to free throws. So that's really what kept them in the game. Yep. And we'll see if that stays the same towards the rest of the series. Uh, but the thing is the Lakers don't have the greatest foul shooters, so it might not be as bad as the difference is. And especially true, with yeah. the Suns, basically everyone on the court is a 75% free throw shooter. So uh, like they went, I mean, they only had 12, but they went 10 of 12. So it'll be interesting to see. And uh, I, what I would say, just transitioning into the defense, I thought the Suns played really good defense there's a bunch of standouts. You could probably uh, talk about a bunch of guys on the Suns teams with regards to defense, but they just were really good at having the low man helping, rotating back, really made the Lakers earn a lot of their looks. There wasn't a lot of easy kind of plays for them. Yeah. So even with LeBron and actions and always for the most part making the right pass, uh, I they don't really have a um, – a below average defender on their team. I thought Aiden played looked pretty good defensively was I would, what I did notice was at the start of the game, he just sagged back in any LeBron pick and roll and LeBron just took a bunch of shots and made most of them. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring up. I mean, and then just kind of stopped. So that'll be interesting to see. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. You could see them going into more of that kind of an offense. That's what we saw last, last time they, uh, Last time we covered them was that was our big concern was he's just going not under, but essentially he's going under, not covering, not picking up the shooter. And uh, I could even see them running that with KCP. Like, I, I don't know why they wouldn't put their their top three point shooter into that action just to see if he picks them up and have KCP shoot a pretty easy three going around the screen all the time until he picks that up. The only other thing I wanted to touch on is, uh, one of those times when LeBron was in the post, I believe it was the fourth quarter, but it could have been the third quarter. Um, CP was helping down from uh, Schroeder. And as soon as LeBron passed it out to Schroeder, CP just like rotated right to the corner. Yeah. Like you could just see they were really locked in on their rotation. And it was like D book was on whoever was uh, the next guy over across the court from LeBron, but uh, he went right to Schroeder right away. And, uh, it just shows that they they know their system and they're they're confident in their system, which really got them the win tonight. I think they clogged the lane and the Lakers weren't making anything. So that's all you really need to do if people aren't knocking down shots. I would also say that um, with regard to the Lakers, they gave up a lot of transition buckets, especially in the yeah. half that were mostly just effort plays, which was kind of weird. Yeah, um, and it was, it was always but, like the shooter getting lost yeah. up court, right? Yeah, it even happened at Caruso one time. Yeah, so as well, the the Lakers on defense. This is not as much of what I liked, but they they doubled Booker a lot, and he was very good, as you mentioned earlier, at passing out of the double team. Now, if CP's CP three is hampered, I think you might want to just actually, in a weird way, just let Booker cook and basically single team and not make it kind of because truthfully the Suns didn't shoot that great from three they only went sick uh I think it was nine of 28 or something they only shot 32 percent from three and Cam Johnson didn't really go off Crowder didn't really have a big game and they had a lot of good looks so Crowder was 0 of 7 I don't think he's that kind of shooter but he's probably not going to do that in another game so I think yeah I agree with you I think I think they could put Kuzma on him and be pretty happy with it um, yeah. with just a little bit of help for the layup. Like, he's not – he looks like his game is all mid-range, but he gets a lot of those shots with with screens and with help and with uh, keeping the guy on his back and stuff like that, which he's really effective at. But if you – I'm remembering the last game we watched again, he was shooting a lot of shots where he was not getting stopped and fading to the left, especially, and just not not being effective at that. So, yeah, I would, I would agree. I would think I would think he he can take forty shots if he's not distributing well. It's not going to hurt you too much. Yeah, and I think that'll be something to look out for. But again, the thing is, is that if you if you don't do if you 
sag back, you can always then have CP3 and pick and roll, and then you're helping again, and then it can kind of transition into that. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they adjust. But if I were them, Booker played great, and I think that's something you should expect. I don't think that's going to be a one – this game's a one-off for him. So I, I, I wouldn't double him that much. Um, because no, he, really seen the double, he was seeing the double really well and passing out. He had eight assists, but there was a bunch of other passes that where he got the hockey assist or even a hockey assist to an open look just because he read the double team, knew when to pass it, sometimes would have would recognize when to wait, see the help, and then pass rather than just passing immediately when he saw it. So good for him because that's a another player that's really taking yeah, yeah strides or, or dribble around yeah yeah exactly so uh yeah so just even on that note i had a few things to go over for the lakers the first time they doubled i think it was probably the third possession of the game ad was on him in the corner and they sent the double and that was that play where cp3 got wide open in the in the mid-range but he passed it back to booker because he was wide open they had ad on him <laughs> in the corner, which to me for the Lakers is not a bad situation. I don't disagree. They They swung it around and then they missed the help on the other side and they left him wide open for the three in the exact same spot. Yeah. So it was like, if you can't make that rotation fast enough, and I don't know if they can make that rotation out of that fast enough. Obviously from this game, we didn't really see them recover well, especially when they got the little guys left on Aiden. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think in many situations I would be sending the double. Um, obviously in the post and whatever, maybe. Um, so that was one rotation. There was another rotation where AD and Schroeder could have easily switched themselves for one to pay for AD to pick up Aiton and Schroeder to get to the corner. Didn't happen. And Aiton just picked up, I think it was the the CP3 um, sort of long shot that ended up right in Aiden's hands and he was kind of doing it on purpose, just shooting just past the rim for him. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, So some bad rotations in that sense. The big thing I think is Harrell is kind of too energetic. He's sort of, (laughs) he gave up a lot of stuff. He like slid past Cameron Payne. Uh, when he had already faked the shot and then that gave up Cameron Payne right in the middle of the lane. And then uh, I think once again, it, the rebound went to Aiton with absolutely nobody on him, not even just the little guy on him. Um, and they always trail the ball handler to the basket after they get screened and they're, they're not doing anything. I think I talked about this a while ago. The, the guy that gets screened just has to pick up someone else, especially when in so many situations that guy that they should be picking up is so close. Like he's literally 10 feet around the three-point arc away is the guy that is going to be wide open after the rotation. Yeah. And so the screened player, the original, def- the original defender on the ball is just, especially with CP, but also with book, just following the guy around but on his back doing nothing and leaving either an open player somewhere or else the wrong guy is on Aiton and he's just absolutely destroying them inside. Yeah. There was a reason yeah. the AD had no rebounds. That's one thing I could kind of forgive him personally for. And that's because he was getting caught halfway outside the lane, always sealed off by Aiton by the time the shot was up because yeah. he was on a guy in the corner. And, and he couldn't, I mean, that, that's what the whole, the whole switch depends on is having a switch. They basically switched and left Aiton, but they just had, especially with Drummond, they just had him half on the guy who was driving Yeah, and sort of helping. Then that- AD would up onto Aiton and Aiden was open. And then the other guy, um, they got... <laughs> The man whose man actually went to help was just left open and he could have been covered by the guy who was originally screened. So they've got some work to do on the defensive end. Um, We'll see. I don't know if they'll pick that up. I haven't, I honestly don't know if I've seen that 
type of a defense used. And this is the perfect time because Aiden is killing them. And the way the Suns are running the offense, there's always a guy that can be picked up fairly close to the yeah. guy who's getting screwed. Yeah, no. Because it's it's pick and roll, right? And it's pick and roll with a diver almost all the time with Aiden, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's an easy guy you can take. Uh, I mean, obviously you're switching a lot too, and the Lakers do it a fair bit, but not a they're not a crazy switch team. Um, yeah, and but, and again, if you have your ideal situation of LeBron and AD on the court, both of those guys can pick up Aiden, especially if it ends up in the post. Aiden is not going to be dominating either of those guys in the no, post. No. Especially AE, but um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to touch upon with the Lakers moving forward? I don't think so. I think that I I saw that happen like the first time. I was like, oh, I should talk about that. I mentioned that before, and then I saw it happen like fifteen more times, and that was after the second quarter. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a real problem. Yeah, I, I was getting eaten alive by the pick and roll, and it was because they had one guy behind the play, running after the ball, not picking anyone up. Yeah, and I think that's also something with regards to this Lakers team just hasn't played a lot together, right? And if you can tell with the Suns, that rarely happened, right? They would rotate. They'd get into the you know weak side and nowhere to go to. And with this Lakers team, they just seemed a bit of a mess, especially, for example, what you mentioned and – the ones with the Booker handoff sequence where the, the guy on the weak side didn't know if he should help or not. Right. And that's just, I mean, hopefully it's not coaching. I think it's just practice and, and being in, in tune with your teammates, which takes, you know, some time. And this team's been so out of whack with COVID and injuries and everything, right. That they're yeah. starting to come together. And I don't even know if they know what their best lineup is and, you know, who they even are almost other than maybe, a team that plays hard on defense. I don't think they didn't play hard other than a couple transition defensive plays. Uh, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see and good for the Suns. Uh, um, team hasn't been in the playoffs for over a decade. And, you know, when a big first, like they're super unlucky to draw the Lakers and they win the first game. And hopefully uh, if you're a Suns fan, uh, they can, you know, win the series and, keep playing this way because they played really well. And I think they can play better too, especially if CP comes back to mostly fully himself for the rest of the series. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's really the only concern for the Lakers. I think if the Suns play the way they did tonight, sorry, last night, they're, they're not going to have a good time. If they can improve, then the Lakers are in trouble, like serious trouble because they're not getting the production that they need. And, with Kuzma playing 19 minutes after he's been averaging way more than that, let me just check it really quick. He's averaging 29 minutes and he played 19. Like that just seems strange to me. I know he, he wasn't, uh, he didn't score, but he wasn't taking any shots. He just, he was just sort of out there and yeah. he didn't fit his presence on defense like you usually do. And I don't even really blame it on him because especially in the first half, I felt like I hardly saw him. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I think just we'll, we'll end off with, uh, I have found some breaking news that I'll, I'll, I'll let the listeners know a little bit later, um, at the end of the pod, but, uh, we'll transition into my favorite part of the segment of this show. Um, we'll start off with the Chandler Parsons award, um, for the player that, uh, is overpaid for their usage. And, um, do you want to start off Steven? Yeah. So I just like to add like, Sort of for the playoffs, I think, since we're going to be doing the same teams over and over, we're not just going to talk about some guy that has a bad contract every single time we bring that team up. So uh, the the Chandler Parsons Award will be sort of just the guy that underperformed in this game. It's not an overall assessment. So uh, for me tonight, that was, that was really AD. 5 of 16 uh, for 13 points, and they really need him to uh, – to step up, I saw some somewhere people were saying like, "Oh, D book and uh, D book and Aiden outplayed LeBron and AD," and I think that was definitely the correct assessment. But that that value was really brought through the floor by AD in this game. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. He played well. I, I kind of went, did a different spin on this, and it's someone who didn't even play, 
but I think the the biggest problem with I think yeah. the Suns team is they don't have it's I don't think it's who you think it is is they don't have a backup center and the person they pick with the 10th overall pick this year is Jalen Smith and he's on the bench he makes four million dollars he doesn't even play and they could have Halliburton they could have Achua they could have guys that maybe could play a little bit more than than what Jalen Smith is and this team needs a backup big I I think that's something they really need and at least so far they've kind of whiffed on this this smith guy um and even halliburton would just be amazing but i i think that's someone they kind of missed either a backup point guard kind of or i mean halliburton's not necessarily a point guard but a kind of you know playmaker and or a backup big and they kind of whiffed on their pick this year at the 10th position so that's kind of what what I see. Yeah, that, that's definitely an interesting thing to uh, to pick up on for sure. I agree there. Yeah. They, uh, they definitely could have a maybe more serviceable backup. In, because they uh, don't have a – they have Sarge. One, so. Yeah, they have Sarge as basically their backup big. Um, Kaminsky doesn't really play. But, but yeah, so that's kind of what I saw. But uh, – just as someone that doesn't even play, obviously you could also for the Lakers maybe do, um, well Gasol because he didn't get any time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but transitioning now to to the who was your Bunsen burner of the game? Who was the hottest player of the game? I think there's a couple different options. Yeah, I I thought Dbook had a, a great overall game, but uh, for this one, I feel like it's sort of just more like one individual thing, and I thought Aiden was compared to how we saw him in the last game and how he's been for a long time now, just fading away a little bit on all the, like, sort of like maybe four to four to seven foot shots he takes. He really wasn't doing that tonight and he was finishing well and he ended up shooting uh, 10 of 11. So he's my Bunsen burner, but uh, there were a lot of options in this one. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I went with Booker. Obviously, Aiden was 10 of 11 from the floor, really noticeable. I think even on defense, he blocked LeBron once. And although he was sagging off, he was, for the most part, decent and uh, making the right reads and on pick-and-roll situations. I just thought Booker just was just outstanding. And for me, the biggest thing is the passing. I, I've never seen it. I mean, I, truthfully, I, I didn't watch a lot, a lot of Suns basketball, but even the the game we did when they played the Nets, he didn't seem like he was reading the plays that well. He really seemed like that facilitator. And I think that's kind of, especially for a kind of combo guard that can score a lot, that's how you make yourself an all-NBA top 10 player in the MVP league. Candidate, yep. Because the way he played today, he's only, I don't know, I think he's 24. He's still very young. Um, I think he's a 97 or a 96, but um, birthday. But anyways, I just thought that was just amazing. 34 points, 50% from the field, three, seven from three, seven rebounds, eight assists. That's just great. Played amazing. And you could just kind of felt he could go and get any shot he wanted and and could make it. So good for him. And uh, the future's bright with him. Um, Now the week of the game, I truthfully didn't have a lot here. So I'll just start off. Yeah, uh, I just found LeBron James flopping again after he was being undercut. Cut. Uh, I think it was by CP, but I forget who it was. Just you talking about the play where Cam Payne got ejected. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just amazing after he <laughs> so flopped against done. Golden State, or he also bricked a shot off, uh, uh, off the backboard. In, in the first quarter or first at least first half uh that was just the best one to, i'm sorry i know the thing is steven listeners don't know this but steven if lebron does anything will say it's a great thing and uh is the biggest true. lebron that is the biggest lebron uh, the, thing, the thing with the flopping is that whenever he gets like actually hurt and then flails around like it's bad, but no one makes a big deal out of when he just flops completely and nothing happened. Yeah, people. I mean, people bring it up, but it's like, I just can't. I, I don't understand how it can go from, oh, the guy got hurt and now he's spending eighty seconds on the ground because he got legitimately poked in the eye. 
oh, this is so sad. And then when he just doesn't even get touched, but throws his head back, people just gloss over it. Like those are the the real flops. Not when you cry about it a little bit too much. Not that it looks great or anything. I'm not saying, oh, but, uh, but yeah, so. Anyway, no. I, I agree with you. It was it was a bit of a it did feel a little bit soft in that situation, especially when the whole the whole brawl was kind of going on right right beside him. He he didn't even move. Yeah, I know for sure. Um what was your week of the game? Yeah, so I just uh I want to give it to myself, <laughs> but it's all it's really just in a funny way. So when uh, when CB3 got hurt and then uh, they went to commercial break and then after they came back from break, LeBron was like helping him up and and helping him off the court. And um, Mark Jackson was talking about it. He was saying, he said, uh, Mike or Kobe wouldn't have helped them up because uh, they <laughs> like they couldn't they couldn't turn off that switch. But as he was saying. Mike and Kobe wouldn't have helped him up because I really and truly believed he was about to say that they wouldn't help him up because they didn't have any friends. That's just what came into my head. And I was like, after he said it, I was like, I can't believe he didn't say that they didn't have any friends because that would be so accurate. But uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll see. It was a it's a nice uh, it's a nice thing for these two guys to face off after this many years and uh, Banana boat. yeah it's the been first a while. game the first game was maybe a little bit of a uh, letdown for those two guys personally but uh, not a sign that this will be a bad series in any sense no I, I think it'll be great and I, I just love the way Phoenix played for a team where Booker and Aiden does and bridges a lot and Johnson too a lot of young guys um, also with guys with experience with obviously Crowder and CP3 just I love their tenacity they came out strong and weren't afraid and I think that's what you wanted that was my kind of fear that they'd be a bit kind of um, nervous to come out of the gates but they, they played great and I think it'll be a great series um, and I hope they win too because uh, you know me um, but on, I will man. say there's some uh, Canada basketball news now you we can take we don't have to talk too much about this maybe two minutes but uh it seems as though andrew wiggins is just committed to team canada for the olympic qualifying uh he posted on his ig 43 minutes ago just saying team canada 2021 so i'm pretty sure that means he just committed uh that's a big grab for nick nurse uh now we saw andrew wiggins this year for Golden State, let's let's just say he's definitely the best offensive player they have right now. Considering unless unless Shea plays, Murray uh, and Shea, yeah, Dylan Brooks, Murray and Shea would obviously be offensively though. Yeah, Dylan Brooks, they have great defense. No yeah. matter who shows up, they're gonna have yeah, and probably a better, defender a better defense than any team. Yeah, so I'm just uh, really offensively. I'm, that's that is a that is a huge boost. I'm just happy that he's committed because I think if you get one big guy like him, then there's it's it's more of a domino effect. And I just hope as many guys that can compete for Canada at the World Cup of uh, the World uh, the the Olympic qualifying event in Victoria. So I hope that's the start of more guys. And it's really been weird for me because you know you see guys like Dylan Brooks go off yesterday, and I'm like, well. I really want them to lose because I want them in <laughs> Olympic qualifying, him and Brandon Clark and uh, and stuff like that. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, I'm just glad another Canadian's on board and hopefully uh, we see some more. Don't you want to see Mavs Grizzlies in the second round? I, I really, really don't. Uh, I Can we please pass on that? Uh I am the biggest – I don't know what team I'm cheering for the most right now. I'm just thinking probably – I hope the Knicks lose, but I don't see them winning in the second round. It's this The qualifying starts in the third round of the NBA playoffs, so basically if you are eliminated before the second round, you can compete. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm focused. But just please, Dylan Brooks, don't get hurt because I love you right now so much. You've been so great in the in the first couple playoff games playing games and uh just just don't shoot no nah, no nah, he can shoot he can shoot just have a conscience he hasn't made a jump shot in two weeks bro 
No, he made one last night. What do you say? Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. I, okay. yeah. Anyways, not the All point. Right. Okay, well, this is great pod listeners. We're going to have uh, these coming up fast and furious um, as what, how many movies are there? I think nine now or whatever. Nine. So we'll yeah. probably have the same amount of uh, pods f- during the playoffs, but uh, we'll we'll have a, a new one soon and we'll pick it soon and uh, should be a fun playoffs. Good off to a good start and uh, let the drama continue. <laughs>